What's going on, guys? Uh, welcome to another episode of Successfully Unsigned. Um, obviously, this is not the way we usually do our intros with just me, but um, the episode last week ran over a little bit, so I decided to split it into two. So we will be continuing our conversation about what makes a song subjectively good. Um, so I hope you will like the video, subscribe, notification bell, all of the things. Um, go follow us on Instagram, and uh, hope you enjoy this version. Um, I need to make that like a sound bite. Honestly, chicken nugget necklace. Honestly. Ding, ding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so next, I think that you know we've talked about like the lyrics, and we've talked about like the performance and the melody, which kind of includes like the hook as well, because most like the way the song starts usually is kind of like the way they want to take the hook in that direction. But I think getting a bridge that grabs an mm. attention is important too, because the bridge of a song breaks the continuity for a second yeah. and allows the listener to kind of tune their ears to like, it's an opportunity for you. If you've lost people in a performance to get them back. Yep. That's how I've always viewed the bridge. Like it's, it's an opportunity to get listeners back mm-hmm. in, you know? And so, I mean, do you guys kind of agree with that? Like, if you have you ever oh, been yeah. listening to a song, oh, yeah. zoned out, and then yeah. heard a bridge and been like, "Oh, I'm back yeah. in this," you yep. know? Yeah. What I mean? Yep. Like, <laughs> especially in live shows, I feel like sure. because yes. live shows, especially if you're going to like kind of smaller venues, you're gonna have songwriters, and you're not gonna be into every song. You're yeah. just not. Yep. But I think, like you said, with the bridge, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here, I'm just kind of not paying attention, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, there's something different going on. Let me pay attention now. Again. Right. And then, like, that also gives you an opportunity to make that last hook or that last, that, that outro mm-hmm. really hit and really smack. So um, I think a bridge is, is really important. Um, and if you don't have a good bridge, then people might skip your song. For example, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you're really getting an insight to what kind of person I am. Right, I love it. Um, uh, I grew up with Han Montana. <laughs> and Han Montana, I think, has great music, except all of her bridges are terrible and i always end up skipping yeah that is a very specific example but i feel like there are probably other artists out there who maybe need a little help with their bridge and it's like okay yeah i'm into it but now i'm gonna skip it because i'm over it and i lose interest right so question so how long do you do you allow yourself to listen to a song before you, you can give yourself permission to change it literally however long I want. Like I uh, it, actually, I was just talking about this because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was, we were on a trip with some friends and uh, the two in the back were like, man, he just like keeps skipping songs in the middle of it. Like I never do that. If I, if I start a song, I'm finishing it. And right. I'm like, why? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I am a rule follower. Like I am, I like, sometimes I do that with like TV shows where I'll be like, I can't start a new TV show until I, finish this one yeah. and i'm like why do i do that why do i set these rules mm-hmm. for myself right so i've tried to n- not do that just mm-hmm. in things that really don't matter yeah and so i'm like yeah i skipped part way through the song because i only wanted to hear the first little part of it and yeah. then i'm kind of over it or i just wanted to hear this one part and i'm gonna skip it and so right if literally i just love like the intro and we're only 25 seconds in mm-hmm. and i skip it it's my car. Get over it. <laughs> hey, that was my car that day. That was your car, but still. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it was my music, so and you were asleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, right. mostly. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. So by I, default, it's his car at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. I, for me, like, I'll skip through like the beginnings of songs to find the song that fits the mood. But once once I find like the song that I want to listen to, I'm typically one of those guys that listens all the way through. Yeah. Because because like don't we were talking about always earlier. skip yeah, every song. Right. 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 
I very rarely skip once I'm into it. There are mm-hmm. times I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I am tired yeah. of this song. Skip. Yeah, same. But typically speaking, if I actually like, okay, I'm going to listen to this song, I'll yeah. listen all the way through because to me, the outro is kind of like what we were talking about earlier, the payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, that mm-hmm. that nice release at the end, and that's why oh, it irks me so much when I listen to, or like when I'm when I'm somewhere and it, like the, the it's still fading out. Like the song's still fading out and someone's like, skip. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I do that, that, but sometimes I don't. It hurts um, me because I'm like, yeah. it's not over. Right. I haven't got the, f- you know, you got that release at the end of yeah. the song. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's nice. You go back to normal for just that second. I'm like, I'm not ready to get back into the next song. Mm-hmm. I need that. I need that time to, to wind down. If it's like been a really upbeat, like, ah, yeah, let's go. You know, mm-hmm. it's a payoff to me. Yeah. And sometimes I just skip to a very specific part I like, especially if it's just a Nicki Minaj verse. Then I just skip right <laughs> to that and forget the rest. <laughs> uh, Nicki has made an appearance in our podcast. Yep. I love it. Um, for me, I guess it's like I, I always let myself listen to a verse, a chorus, and then a second verse. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like it by then, it's like it's not going anywhere. Okay, but so are you talking about if if we are – listening to a song for the first time yes oh, oh so I thought we were talking okay, about this changes the game this changes no, the no, game no, no, no. Yeah. sorry <laughs> you're, you're going yeah. through your discover weekly right okay and you're yes. listening to songs for the first time spotify has recommended mm-hmm. for you okay how long are you oh. listening okay so first off most of the time i it's it's not hard for me to but like if i'm listening to new music i'm gonna be like listening to the full album sure so mm-hmm. when i'm listening to a full album Unless I'm just like halfway through the album and I haven't really liked with liked any of the songs, mm-hmm. then I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm just not gonna bother at that point. Okay. But um, or like maybe I hear two songs that I've liked in the album, but if I get like halfway through a song, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not bothering with this anymore, right, and I skip right, right. to the next song. But uh, typically with an album, I will listen to the full thing. And then I will keep listening to it over and over again if I find songs that I like. And I'm like, I don't really remember liking that song too mm-hmm. much, and I'll just skip it mm-hmm. automatically. Uh, but if it is a song that just, like, happens to randomly come up mm-hmm. and it catches my attention, I'm like, ooh, I really like this. And typically if that happens, I'm probably going to listen to the whole thing. I it, In the circumstance of a new song, I'm going to give them the, the full chance completely unless mm-hmm. it's just so... I'm not really like an indie, like soft music kind yeah. of person. So if it's something like that, unless I just hear some lyrics that really like just stab me right in the heart, mm. probably not going to listen to it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like all about it. the music vibe for me. Yeah. yeah. Cause like Patrick and I have had this conversation before, you know, when he listens to a song for the first time, lyrics is what mm-hmm. stand out to yep. him. To yep. me, when I listen to a song for the first time, I listen to the instrumentation. I listen to the, to the, mm-hmm. what was being played. Mm-hmm. I, I, I may not even have a clue what the lyrics are about till mm-hmm. my third right. or fourth time listening to it. If it's a song that I like. Right. So for me, I can usually find out within the first little, you know, first 20 or 30 seconds, whether I'm like, yeah okay yeah this just isn't for me if if the vibe of the music is not there mm-hmm. or whatever it is that i'm i guess that i'm feeling that day yeah skip mm-hmm. i won't i won't stick around very long gotcha. if the verse is just just like bleh mm-hmm. i'm probably not going to stick around for the chorus yeah um that being said i'll take you know choruses are typically bigger and bigger and better you know so to yeah. Speak. yeah you know, they're usually a little bit you know a little bit more i don't know how else to say that um but you know what i'm saying yeah um but even still, the verse still has to be good. Yeah. You still have to have a verse that's good enough to take you to the chorus. Yeah. And if that verse is just not there or if the instrumentation in the intro is just like, eh, this is just kind of, eh, I'm yeah. probably going to skip. 
Yeah, and I think, like, the utilization of, like, building throughout a song, whether that be the first verse, I, I like songs that the percussion is, is low. Like, when mm. it's either you start it all the way or you, you build up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, maybe some brushes or something at first, and then that chorus, that first snare hit really stands out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think those, those are all really, really good points. I think um, for those listening, I think you should ask yourself, like, mm-hmm. Why do you want to change a song? Mm-hmm. What about a song gives you that urge to be like, okay, next, or mm-hmm. gives you the urge to keep listening and then apply that to your own work? Also, a little side note, this because this could be a whole episode on its own, but TikTok, I feel like has, um, well, it has changed the music industry so much mm-hmm. to where if I hear like a little snippet of a popular TikTok song, so- sound that's also a song, I will go look up that song and listen to the whole thing. And I feel yeah. like 90% of the time, the whole song is not that great. Yeah, it's just but that because one of part. that one part, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And so... I've done that. Get your song on TikTok if yeah. you haven't. <laughs> yes. Actually, that's... That, yes. Um, but, you know, one thing kind of that we've been talking about without talking about it this whole time, you know, with the, with talking about, you know, um, whether, you know, getting your... Getting people to the chorus, you know, or, or talking about bridges like you were earlier or, you know, what, whatever it is that pay off at the end, getting to that one part that you really like the foundation, not the foundation, the, the structure of the song is so important when you come down to try to record your own stuff. Yeah. Um, beyond just writing, you know, if you're, if you're, and it, it's a part of writing, but it's, it's, it's the extension of the writing, mm-hmm. uh, the arrangement. You know, when you're sitting down and maybe you're first writing a song on piano or guitar or ukulele or whatever you're writing on, you know, once you get the song written, you got the format, okay, this, 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 mm-hmm. right? Once you try to flesh that onto a bigger song, you have to be aware that your arrangement makes a huge impact on whether people will stay or not. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the song starts nice and soft, like in mm-hmm. builds, or bam, right out the gate, you're heavy, you're, you know, you're hitting heavy. Yeah. How you arrange it makes such a big difference. And so you have to take into consideration the feel of the song. Are you wanting people to have a nice experience over a long period of time where you're yeah. building towards something? Yeah. Or is it a hyper song? You know, like, is it a pop piece that you're like, man, I got to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take into consideration your genre, your personal style. You got to mm-hmm. take in consideration um, what the, what the purpose of the song is. You do have yeah. to take in consideration. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The lyrics. Yeah. Because if the lyrics, I mean, Yes, you have like really happy, upbeat songs that have the most saddest, most depressing lyrics ever. Mm-hmm. That does happen. And vice versa, you'll have really sad, slow, somber songs that are really happy lyrically. Right. But typically speaking, your lyrics and your melody are going to fit pretty well. Right. They're going to reflect the same attitude and mm-hmm. the same characteristics. And so follow that. You know, sit yeah. down and consciously think, what, you know, what would sound good? Right. Does it need to be, do you need to slow, you know, do you need to slow your song down mm-hmm. when you perform it? Mm-hmm. When you record it, do you need to speed it up? Right. Tempo makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and then build off of that. Take a look. Okay. It's a nice, slow, somber song. Maybe you wrote it on guitar, but maybe, maybe, maybe piano, but maybe not in the verse. Mm-hmm. Maybe save the piano for that chorus. Yeah. Maybe you save, you know, maybe like, okay, on one of my songs I added in, um, it was, it was, it was MIDI, but it was still, uh, some, um, some bass, you know, yeah. some big upright, you know, bass with a nice bow and everything. Sure. And I saved that for a nice big drop, which for me in that song was actually the start of the second verse. It was after the chorus. Ah, okay. I wanted it to wait and then just really, it was a, it was a slower song, big build throughout the song as it goes on. And for me, that was when, when, when that needed to hit was that the drop into the second verse into that little instrumental, Mm -hmm. you know, but whatever it is, find what fits for your song and listen, your song is going to tell you what it needs. Yeah. If you really stop, pay attention, listen, ask a friend, you know, 
like, hey, what, what would sound good on this? You know, mm-hmm. maybe you don't need a full drum kit. And if you're recording by yourself, that can be really difficult to get a full drum kit. Yeah. You know, look at other ways you can do stuff. Look at cajones, look at shakers, look at mm-hmm. tambourines, look at cardboard boxes. Yeah. Throw a microphone on a cardboard box and get a drumstick or get a mallet. You can do a lot. Yeah. You can do a lot with a bucket. I'm serious. Yeah. There's And nobody's ever going to see like, oh man, you recorded this one. You <laughs> 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 recorded with a bucket. He used a used a plastic bucket. It's from Lowe's. From Lowe's. Should got wow. one from Home Depot. I know, right? <laughs> nobody's, gonna, nobody's gonna care as long yeah. as it sounds cool. Yeah. Does it fit the vibe of the song? Absolutely. I mean, there's songs with like tiny toy pianos on it that mm-hmm. fit. Yeah. You know, there's a there's songs I love that have recorders in them. <laughs> and by a fourth grader. <laughs> and by a fourth grader. You know what? What, what was the the it's bad sound. Titanic melody? You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that song. <laughs> But arrangement makes a difference. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that um, because, you know, that kind of transitions well into, like, my final point on the, like, uh, structure of the song, which is, like, be mindful of your song length. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, there are really good songs that are six minutes long, you know, Beyonce songs that are six minutes long, but unfortunately not all of us are Beyonce, but, and yeah. so... <laughs> Most people aren't going to listen that long. Yeah, standards three and a half. Get, get right? a big fan base, and then you can right. do a six-minute song. <laughs> it makes a difference whether the intent of the song when you're going into it. Sure. Are you recording a single, like most people do nowadays? Most mm-hmm. artists um, record a single. They record one song, and they send out that one yeah. song. That's great. Right now, that's a really good format. Yeah. Right? But are you recording an EP? Yeah. Well, that's still really just a couple of singles. Yeah, if it's part of a body of work, it's right. it's a different way to approach. But if you're doing, yeah, if you're doing mm-hmm. an album, then you can have those album cuts that are a little bit longer. Right. And if people are listening through as an album, they're more likely to stick around. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, I'm in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Right. They want to hear the whole thing. Yeah. Like they, Patrick, he he listens to like exactly. he just told us albums is what you exactly, mean. which is a great format, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I want to see that really make a good return because it's fun. It's yeah. fun to sit down with an album for the first time. It is. It is. But you got to be mindful of what you're recording. Yeah, that three to three mm-hmm. and a half minute mark is really good for yeah. singles. Like you got to, you know, ask what what could be cut. Like what mm-hmm. what can afford to go, even if yeah. you you really really love it. Like it, you yep. know, or if you're if you do have a longer song but you're performing live, mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. like you just need to find a way to cut it because yeah. if yeah. I'm watching a six minute indie. Ar- Six minute song by some like indie artists. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not really into indie, but even so, I don't want to sit there for six minutes and listen mm-hmm. to you play the same song. Right. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> of course. And and this this will kind of bleed into kind of what the next segment we're going to talk about, just like the production value and that kind of thing. But whenever you're producing your song, I think it's a good idea to have several different mixes, right? Like yeah. have have like a you know, just an instrumental mix. Mm-hmm. Have like one that's shorter, that's cut. Have the longer mm-hmm. version, like yeah. just in case maybe. You might pick up a sync deal or something, put it yeah. in a movie or something like yeah. that. So make sure to like have a lot of different mixes for your song. So I, I mean, I guess we can kind of with that roll over. Like we've we've talked about like what the structure of a song of like the actual song should look like, but um, I think we should kind of touch on some of the production value stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, like you mentioned, printing different mixes, making different mixes is, is, a, is a really big thing. You know, if you send it off to someone who is a mixer, they're going to send you back four or five different mixes. Yeah. And by different mixes, I don't mean like, oh, it sounds dramatically different. I'm talking mm-hmm. about, like you mentioned, you have an instrumental mix. That's a mix. There's no vocals. You have the vocal. You have you Well, you have your full mix. You have your instrumental. You have sometimes it's not a bad idea to do a vocal up mix mm-hmm. where you everything's the same except you bring the vocal up just a little bit louder because it's amazing what that little bump can actually do mm-hmm. especially if you're doing a, a popular 
you know, genre of music. Yeah. People want that vocal on top. And sometimes, you know, especially if, if you're the one that recorded it, you're the writer and you're the everything. Sometimes it's, it's a little hard to step back and get perspective of what the song needs at the end in the mix stage. Sure. You can like overestimate things. Like I, I come at it from like a guitar point of view, you know, that's kind of where I started stuff. And man, I want to hear those guitars. <laughs> Yeah. You know? And so that's how I end up mixing. I, I mix guitar heavy. Like my guitars are almost always too loud. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I have to keep that in mind. I got to bring those guitars down or bring the vocal up. Right. And then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is actually where it probably should be because nobody else cares if my guitars are really loud. <laughs> like that's a reality I got. <laughs> hey, there might be some people. There might be some. There's, uh, I'm, I'm one that is a sucker for a guitar. Sure. I so. mean, yeah, you got, you got the guitarists out there. That yeah. Way. But mm-hmm. the vast majority of people that are listening are probably not going to be listening for like, Oh wow, that's a cool guitar tone. Right. <laughs> you know, people aren't listening for that. So, you know, doing, doing simple things like that. Now, that being said, you can do other mixes that are dramatically different too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, get in there and experiment, especially if you're, if it's your own music. Right. And you're producing, you're recording, you're writing, you're, at, uh, editing, you're doing the whole process. Mm-hmm. Try out stuff. Seriously, try out stuff. Even if you have all, of, even if you recorded all of your tracks and you got, I, I'm like, I got all this stuff here. Yeah. Great. We're good to go. We're yeah. going to sit down and actually mix this thing. You can still experiment. You can still add stuff. And the best friend that you'll ever have is the mute button. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. even though you might record 30 tracks, maybe you only need 15 of those. Mm-hmm. Even if you really like some of those parts, mm-hmm. You know, build up, build up, build up. And then once you think you have everything you need, start taking things away. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things to do. But if you do it right, you got to leave space in the mix. You got to leave yeah. space in the song for people to breathe. Right. And and that goes back to the bridges again, you mm-hmm. know, and in structure. That bridge does usually one of two things. It either builds tension mm-hmm. or it releases tension. Mm-hmm. You have this wah, nice smooth releases and that, 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 that change of, tense attention to release mm-hmm. is what gets people to come yeah. back. But, but attention to release. I mean, that's, that's a big thing and you gotta, you know, you gotta make people want to stick around yeah. and that's a really, really good way. A lot of songs do it. Go listen to your favorite song. Mm-hmm. You're going to find that there's stuff. It, it builds, it builds, it builds. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you finally have that chance to calm down. Yeah. You have that chance to sit back and like, okay, yeah. Now it's smooth. The chorus maybe, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you have those choruses that are just really smooth and easy s- yeah. singing. And then the verse is like almost agitated. Yeah. You know, you have that aggression in the, in, in one part and then, you know, yeah. the other is completely opposite. Bridges do that. Mm-hmm. Bridges do one of those two things, but you can do that with your instrumentation too. Yeah. And that's one of the, one of the big parts of mixing is like, Hey, you know, maybe I don't really need, this one thing in this one part of the song. Maybe I don't need guitars over there going chugga chugga on, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just needs a nice, smooth, um, I don't know. Maybe it needs that upright bass. Maybe yeah. it needs a piano. Maybe it needs a some background vocals. But don't be afraid to mute things. Yeah. I wish you had a mute button. Me too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I just haven't hit it yet. Um, <laughs> Might be a time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that time has passed. It's well passed. <laughs> uh, no, but you had, you had mentioned something about, you know, just like, try it out like do do things during during the production like it's better to have it and not need it than Mm -hmm. need it and not have it so Mm -hmm. it's like if you have all those tracks and you're not feeling something maybe you recorded something earlier on that you don't like in one section of the song maybe you just want need to move it to the outro yeah like move it to the beginning Mm -hmm. it's like 
You know what I mean? Like you could, if you have those, like it, you, there's more to play with, whether it's better to have that feeling than to have the whole thing yeah. done and be like, man, I wish I would have added that. And you just know? because an instrument plays in one part of the song doesn't mean it has to play in the rest. Yeah. You know, there's some great songs out there that start with a piano, the intros of piano, maybe the whole first verse is a piano. Mm -hmm. And then by the time that chorus comes around, you never hear from that piano again. Yeah. It served its purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they tracked it originally. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. And none of us will ever know, mm -hmm. you know. But even if they did track it, it's muted. It's cut. Mm -hmm. It's not needed anymore. You have to put on that that kind of that uh, a, the director role. Like if you're filming a movie, hey, we don't need this anymore. It's it's cool. It's nice, but it doesn't serve the song. It doesn't serve the purpose of getting the song pushed forward anymore and getting people to listen. Mm -hmm. So cut it. Thing I think people thinking more about their songs as emotions mm -hmm. than as art pieces like it is an art piece but it's also an emotion that you want to convey right so that's why a lot of songs you'll you'll hear you won't notice it but there's like a little pad that they'll stick on top of a verse or they'll stick on top of that last chorus and it's so it's a little bit buried but it's still there and i don't know about you guys but like anytime there's a pad in a song it, it provokes a certain emotion yeah and so like it where whether it's like an angelic sound or kind of a eerie sound mm -hmm. it it's the reason pads exist is it's meant to provoke an emotion. Like, you know, sound effects in movies. Like, we've talked about this last episode. Movies aren't what they are without music. Movies aren't what they are without sound effects, mm -hmm. right? And so it's the same thing with your song. Like, don't be afraid to, even if that's not your genre. If that's, if you're not, I don't want sense. I don't, I want it to be very stripped and like, like, try it out. Like, try throwing a pad on it and seeing how it sounds and seeing, like, maybe, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't, but at least you've tried, you know? Yeah. Just throw it on there and see. I mean, there's a song recently that I um, came to love called um, Stronger and Bro uh, Stronger Now in Broken Places, I think is what it's called. It's by Joe Bonamassa, mm -hmm. um, really famous guitarist. And, like, he normally does, like, blues rock heavy, you know, like really cool kind of stuff. Yeah. And this song is super stripped down. It's guitar and vocal. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I thought. I listened to this song, like, a dozen times before I realized, wait a second. there, Yeah, there's an obvious pad just hanging out. Yeah. And I'm like, why did I not hear that? Mm -hmm. It's so obvious. Like you can just audibly hear it. Right. But it was so fitting that I only heard the guitar and the vocal, but that song isn't the same without that pad. Yeah. You know, it just gives that kind of sense of like, it is a kind of a tense, almost off key at times, but mm -hmm. it fits with the tone of the song. It gets the idea across that like, hey, you know, we're <laughs> sad here. Can you explain a little more what a pad is? Cause, um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so <laughs> people are like, what kind of, what a pad? Like a, never mind. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's where I was so going. So a pad is like a synth. Like it's like, a, mm -hmm. it's just, how would you describe it's, it? It's a synth. It's usually a set of chords. You yeah. Know, usually do okay. it in chords. It's like, it's like a, a washing effect depending. Okay. It's like, more of a gotcha. sound. It, yeah. It's, it's soundscape. Yeah. It soundscape. Is, okay. It's soundscape. It's yeah. not necessarily like you're not playing a melody. Mm -hmm. Right. It just. It, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, I really thought you muted me there. Cause like I didn't hear myself for a second, even though I know you made it. <laughs> Nothing go. came out. Yeah. Soundscape. But, yeah. It's a soundscape. Okay. Uh, cool. cool. Um, yeah, sorry, I should have explained that better. It's Thank okay. you. That, that's why we have Patrick here to kind of be Thanks, like, Patrick. "Hey, nerds, I can, I, can I interrupt <laughs> for a second? <laughs> what is a pad?" Um, cool, but cool. if you if you're recording on anything, whether it is Pro Tools or whether it's Ableton, whether it's FL Studios or whatever, most of your DAWs um, are going to have some kind of access to basic um, basic 
pads, basic mm-hmm. synth stuff. Yeah. Even if it's not fancy and, you know, you does not have to be the whole Arturia correct collection or you don't have to go buy a whatever, you know, yeah. an Oberheim, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're going to have some uh, some basic access and that basic stuff can do a lot for right. probably free. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so I, I think we've hit on, you know, just song structure. We've hit on some of the production mm-hmm. tips, which we'll, we'll dive more into detail about some of the production stuff on, on your song um, at a later date, but just kind of a quick overview there. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on is once you've got your song recorded, once you've got it in a place where you're happy with the production value of it, it's time to start generating buzz and to start uh, before you release it, start, you know, trying, trying to market, uh, market your release, which we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit, actually a lot more next episode, but just kind of giving us an intro into that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think about like artists either that I've followed or something that gets me excited about a new album or single or something. And obviously, I mean, social media is going to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. And I guess my first thought was I'm a very visual person. Mm-hmm. And like if you have like some sort of cool photo shoot or album cover, that's going to sell me. Like there yeah. have been times where I'm like, this picture is so cool. I don't even know what this mus- music is going to sound like, but I'm going to listen to it because I think it's cool. Right. Um, especially when I was a DJ um, for the radio station, we had to, since we're our alternative uh, radio station, we had to um, always have at least three new songs every hour. Mm. And so I would always have to go and find new songs. Um and so what I would do, part of it was I would kind of look through the pictures and I would figure out, okay, is this, does this picture look like the vibe I'm going for? Or, oh, this is a really interesting, cool picture. I'm going to listen to this yeah. or album cover. I keep saying picture, <laughs> but even on social media, like if mm-hmm. you have like some sort of cool photo shoot yeah. being like, listen to my album, August 27th. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's going to draw attention yeah. uh, because people like looking at nice things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that first post. Yes. You know, like yes. what, what in your opinion would that first post to kind of get the word out there initially? You're saying like mm-hmm. a photo shoot would probably be. Either. Okay. So either something mysterious that starts making people like, what is this? <laughs> or something flashy. <laughs> what is this? So. What are those? What are this? So. I'm sorry, like, if you just post a picture of yourself in, like, some field, no offense, I'm not going to listen to it. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Like, I love I, it. I, I, Whoops. That doesn't make me... <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, mine was in a barn, but... Yeah. yeah. Beow, beow, beow. I just mean, like, I don't know. You see yeah. a lot of... Yep. Oh, especially I feel like in the, like, Christian music genre, mm-hmm. you see a lot of, like... Yeah, and it's yeah. like a field is behind them, and it's like listen to my new single. You know, yeah, I love God, <laughs> which is great, but I just mean like What's I the album title is is that is, is that like a Barney song cover? Maybe, maybe I love, God. I love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, it's just like to me. I'm just like the, you're not bringing anything interesting into it, um, and that doesn't just go for Christian music. I just that's a big example that I can think of of where yeah. a lot of the album mm-hmm. covers look the same, and that's typically yeah. they're smaller artists as well, mm-hmm. and so that has something to do with it. Obviously, as a small artist, you're not going to have access yeah. probably to like some super fancy photo shoot, but also 
find a friend who knows how to like use a camera mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. who has good ideas and finding cool props or lighting. I mean, it's really like yeah. you can go to five below and get some cool lights. Or I literally yeah. once saw someone take their laptop, search up the color pink on Google images and just like blow it up and like put it in front of their face and they took great pictures. Yeah. And so it's so you, there's so much yeah. easy access to oh, yeah. things like that to where it's gonna like make someone like stop on your Instagram post and go, oh, that's a cool picture. I'm gonna like that. Oh, let me read the caption. Oh, this person is releasing a new song. How cool. Yeah. I'm going to listen to this. And so, I don't know. Or even just on the Explore page. Mm. And so, anything like that, um, that is the first thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. as far as uh, generating buzz. Or, like I said, you can go the mysterious route. So, Dale, you had... Uh, can you guess what the title of this song is? And the meme um, campaign. <laughs> well, you, or that, yeah. Or you can go with the meme campaign, which kind of comes after. But I guess the first initial, yeah, post the initial, yeah. Of you had these like three photos that are like separate, or like some artists, mm-hmm. which this is really dramatic. But some artists will like delete their entire feed and then just like post a black picture and be like August twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep going to August, but yeah, um, <laughs> getting hype. For that, you probably need a little more of a fan base. Mm-hmm. But even then, like I have seen smaller artists do it to where they post these like really like it's like the corner of a picture or it is like just a black picture. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of make you stop and be like, oh, what's this about? Yeah. You got to be creative. And that, right. that yes. kind of goes, you know, hand in hand with what you're talking about. You can There's so much access to make so much, whether it be on your phone or your personal computer or, you know, whatever. You can do a ton and a ton mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. for, like, no money. I mean, yes. that's why, like, the whole lo-fi genre has taken off the way it has. Is yeah, because yeah. you had all these artists with great ideas, doing mm-hmm. cool stuff, and but they didn't have access to fancy equipment. So why? Just lean into it. Yeah. Lean mm-hmm. into where you're at. And the thing is, if you're just starting off, you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Try mm-hmm. stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Experiment. Even if nobody likes it, even if it ends up being a terrible idea, and you're like, "Man, I shouldn't have done that." Yeah, who cares? All of the 20 mm-hmm. people plus your mom have seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna um, get out what you put in. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're putting in effort, people will notice yes. effort. Right. People yes. will definitely notice effort. Like you know, you mentioned the meme campaign. I had no idea if that was gonna work or not. I'm thankful that I had some. I think some good responses, at least from friends that I know. They're like, "Yeah, I like that." Mm-hmm. You know, but. Take a chance. Mm -hmm. Will it work? Don't know. Will it not work? Don't know. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. You have, what do you have to lose? And also consistency, which I mean, is just like key to everything in life, I guess. Yeah. But like, if you're posting every two weeks, I'm not going to care. Like, I just, I, I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. this person posted whatever. Mm -hmm. But especially, I mean, if you have a new song coming out, if you're not posting every day, I don't know Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Right. You need to get your life together. Right. So like I, <laughs> it's true. Like consistency is key. And it is. Don't spam people. But yeah. like if you are posting about it every day, people are going to see it. whether they're liking the photos or not. It's going into their brain. Yeah. Subconsciously. Yeah. They're yeah. like subliminal thinking messaging. about it. Yeah. yeah. Subliminal messaging. Exactly. Exactly. Jesse yeah. and the Pussycats. Always take it back. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, just consistency is key, of course. And just... I don't know, I guess finding what audience you like and mm. sharing it and like not being afraid to put yourself out there. And like you said, just try new things. Yeah. And um, are you okay with this talking about what you were talking about before sure. the show? Okay, so Dale is a good example. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's okay. fine too. I, I didn't know where you are going with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, before. Yeah. A good example is he just like 
kind of sent I, I i don't know can you explain it more because i don't know how to explain yeah it. and so I'm, I'm sure we'll probably get into it more in maybe some later episodes you know mm-hmm. outlets to get your music out there mm-hmm. um but one of the things that with my most recently recent release that i did was something that david had, had um, pitched to me i don't know months ago was a website called submit hub you know a lot of people i think use that now um you can go and take your song as an individual and you can pitch your songs directly to Spotify curate, uh, playlist curators, to blog, you know, people who make blog posts, to people who run radio stations. Labels. To, yeah, directly <laughs> to labels. labels. You yeah. can t- pitch it to, uh, you know, Instagram or TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cur- uh, not curators, um, content creators, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You yeah. can pitch it directly to those people and say, hey, and you can write a little message, you can send them the song, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I had I had some pretty nice responses so far from some of my mm-hmm. stuff. I got onto a couple of playlists mm-hmm. um, and then by, I had a blog post which ended up generating other traffic that I didn't expect from um, right. uh, I think from a label as well as a uh, management company mm-hmm. um, both of them wanting to do some work with me that way and that all came from just literally you know the effort, um, the effort of you know spending it was, just a, it was a couple dollars that I sent out to you know like a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there to get people to even look at what I've made. But like, hey, you know, for it's a, an investment. a dollar for somebody yeah. to look at and listen to my song and tell me whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. And if they like it, do something. That's totally worth yeah. it. Yep. You yep. know, you can send it to a label for 10 bucks. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, why not? Right. Yeah. Give it a shot, you yeah. know. And then, the, you know, you never know who else will also notice. Like both of these people, both of the groups that that contacted me, I didn't contact them directly. That yeah. came off of other things. One somehow through my Instagram mm-hmm. and one of my older songs, um, they somehow I don't know where that all fell in line, but yeah. somewhere. And then the other one through one of the blog posts, or, or mm-hmm. I say one, of, I, I've I've had one blog post about this song, mm-hmm. and it was through that. I mean, you never know who else, like you said, is gonna see and notice. Yeah. Even if they don't like your post, even if they don't share your post, they might see it on Explore page. Mm-hmm. Maybe they follow you and just happen to see it in their feed. What you do matters, and the effort you put into it matters, too. Yeah. Like, um, you know, if you're not active on your social media, like, at all, mm-hmm. or you have no presence on the internet whatsoever. Right. I mean, the internet is not the end-all, be-all of, of anything, mm-hmm. but it's a huge tool that people look at whether they want to invest in you or not, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. it gets your music out from the immediate physical proximity to you, too. Yeah. You, know, you can get it to people all the way across the world. And this goes right back to the TikTok thing. Like, get your music on TikTok. Make clips of you listening to it, of you mm-hmm. doing something flashy or something that's going to get people noticeable. Get the the most interesting part of your song onto TikTok because it will make people go listen. Yeah. Like, there, there's this girl who literally posted, like, day one of me trying to make my song go viral and by day two, it was already viral. Right. And so, like, it, it but she just put this one really good part, and people really respond well to it. She literally just stood there in her dorm room. Yeah. Or wh- wherever it was. And just, like, I don't know. Just that is definitely going to be your best friend, even though TikTok is also a terrible place. It is going to be your best yeah. friend as far as uh, artists go. Right. And then, of course, any other social media platform. I mean, just use all your resources. There is so, it's so easy nowadays in a way to just have access to everything so Mm -hmm. use it you know and and when you do use it you have to remember kind of the same idea of what we were talking about earlier Mm. of you know be personal with it you know don't just be cold and say oh release go listen yeah bye you know be personal with it get make connections Mm -hmm. make people want to listen to it you know 
you have to be able to give to receive. It's like that old analogy you've probably heard. You yeah, know, I, I learned it in personal finance. You know, if you if your fist is closed, you're not going to get any money going in. Yeah. No money's going out, but you're not going to get any money going in either. Mm-hmm. Open your hand, yeah, you're gonna stuff's going to leave, but you're also going to get new stuff. Mm-hmm. Same idea here. Yeah. You know, whether you're whether you're on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or wherever, to be able to generate traffic, you also got to give a little traffic too. Yeah. Go to other people's posts, like their posts, comment on their mm-hmm. posts, send them DMs. It doesn't have to be directly about like, hey, I got a new song coming out. Mm-hmm. People will see straight through that if that's all you're doing. Oh, yeah. Right. Don't people will see straight through that. Yeah. Um, not saying don't go tell your friends, hey, DM, hey, go listen to my song. You know, or can you listen? You know, yeah. asking is better anyway. Don't don't just like tell go listen to my song. Right. You know, that's not gonna work. Ask people, but even still, just be genuine about mm-hmm. what you're doing and just like, hey, I think that's really cool. You know, even if it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Just, you know, giving a little bit can also, you know, yeah. It'll help you receive a little bit too if you're trying to get traffic. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, I know we've thrown a lot at you guys. Um <laughs> Yes, yeah, I think this episode was a little longer than yeah, last week's. You're gonna need <laughs> a notepad for all these these tips we've been giving you. But nevertheless, I think um, I think we've laid it out pretty well as far as you know how to how to what makes a good song, uh, what makes it catchy, like how to improve the production value and how to get how to get bus started. Um, next episode, we are gonna be talking about marketing. Just basically gonna dive into the whole marketing plan uh, from start to finish. From good luck, yeah, up to the release. And so, um, just some things to think about there. But um, yes, go make you, a new song and make it a hit. Make it a hit. Yeah, there's your homework. Go make a new song. Make a hit. <laughs> yeah, make it. Bring a hit. it to us next week, and then give us credit or yeah, whatever. Sit, and submit hub if you want to sponsor us. That'd be awesome. Too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just hit us up. <laughs> My line's open. Right. Just get and contact Nickelodeon Dale. if you want to sponsor us. For oh my gosh, <laughs> I gotta let it go. Wendy's maybe. Yeah. No. 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 All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye.